Hello, hello, and welcome to another Two Network Match Report with me, Adam. It's finished at Goodison Park, it's finished Everton 1, Newcastle United 1, which was a really, really hard-fought draw. Absolutely amazed that we've come out of there with, with anything, to be honest, given uh, the improvements of Everton under Marco Silva so far this season. Um, the, the, the squad that they have, the depth that they have, the quality that they possess, um, and the fact that Goodison Park, largely over the sort of like the, the last 10 15 years, has been a really unlucky ground for us. We've rarely been able to come away with, with much. I remember a 2 2 late on with a shoulder Amiobi chest assist. I remember Ben Arthur's strike in a win, um, and then the last win, probably going back to to the Bobby Robson years. Um, I remember Craig Bellamy went through after a clash between the, the keeper and the defender. Um, so yeah, it, 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 it's really been a fairly fruitless ground for us, yet we've, we, I, I can't tell you how hard we battled tonight. Like, it was incredible. The, the, the pressure uh, and the possession-based football that Margot Silva plays really, really, was really intense. It put us under a lot of pressure from the start, and you could you could tell that immediately they were trying to feed balls into the box and trying to probably, you know, they possess that pace and movement that was so effective against Newcastle at the weekend with West Ham and, you know, with a little bit of quality that they've had, the money that they've spent, you know, I think twinned with Newcastle having a very off day, you know, in the likes of Fernandez, who was, who's been pretty much one of our players of the season so far, didn't have the best of games at the weekend and neither did a couple of other people. However, Lascelles was back. Um, Kennedy was out, so we brought in, um, we brought in Murphy and Atsu because Richie was also out with, 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 with getting booted at, um, at West Ham. So he was suspended for this game, and you, you kind of wondered, well, you know, most team sheets would have probably had Kennedy in before the game, um, but you had, you know, you had sort of, sort of three up front, Perez was dropped to the bench, and we kind of were playing with three up top, so like a, a, a front three in, in an arrow. You had Atsu on the right-hand side, you had Murphy on the left, spearheaded by Rondon, Key and Diarmi in the middle, Mankio retained his place, but was in a a left wing back with Yedlin and then you had obviously Cher, Fernandez and Lascelles and Dubravka. So <laughs> Rafa loves his curveballs and he's probably he's probably saw the success of his five-man defence against Burnley, which made him think we can soak up pressure, we're not going to get most of the ball, but then also we can spring on the break because Mankiel is reasonable going forward. I, I, I know if you've seen my videos before, you'll know I really don't like him or, or certainly trust him as a defender. Um, but he can overlap. That's something that Dummett doesn't provide, for example, although Dummett's a much safer pair of hands and a much better footballer. Yedlin, we all know his capabilities and his deficiencies in defence as well. So, you know, I guess with, I guess with Atsu and Murphy, it's, um, it really reminded me of when we played Man City at home um, last season. We lost 1-0 narrowly. It's the controversial one where Rafa set us up to defend. But what, we, we, we played Murphy in that game. We started Murphy in that game. And that was kind of almost playing Murphy as a last man, as an outlet, uh, to, chase, you know, to chase long balls out. Uh, because, again, we'd conceded that we weren't going to have the majority of the ball. So at least we had someone to aim for that we could try and find sort of in behind. Um, 
over the top of the defence. So it was kind of similar, I thought, in, in this respect, that we had the pace of Atta, whether it was in, an, obviously enforced changes or not, we, we had pace to break with, and that's how we were going to get a goal on the counter-attack, and that's, that, that's exactly what we did. I mean, we withstood a bit of early pressure from Everton, and um, a couple of early corners. And it's pretty nervy, to be honest, and we didn't really find our feet, but pretty much the first counter-attack that we had, um, Murphy was unleashed onto the, onto the left wing and just burst up and sort of, you know, went for Coleman and he just kept running. And, and you know, I've been, again, I've been banging Jacob Murphy's drum for a long, long time. I think the kid's got some talent. It's, it's raw, but I think he's, I think you need to be, I, I really like his style. He's so pacey and direct and he, he will ask questions of a fullback without them being able to have time to think. Now, someone like Richie, you know he's only, going to, he's only ever going to cut back onto his left foot. He isn't as pacey. Uh, he's more contemplative. And this is where Murphy is a completely different kind of player. He's head down and just runs a defender. But that in itself can be terrifying. You know? And, 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 and to be able to do that, I mean, he's been out of the team for so, so long. But he was sent away in like the 18th, 19th minute, up the left wing, just drove into space first, and then just with, a, with his left foot, his wrong foot, just whipped this low curved ball across the face of goal. You know, in between, you know, Yerry Mina and, 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 and Jordan Pickford. And who's at the back post anticipating? Salomon Rondon, who I thought, you know, showed his strength very well tonight, but the finish, it was just obviously instinct. The ball came at him and he, and he sort of ended up sort of outstretched on the floor, but it just kind of went... I mean, John Pickford hasn't got a hope. It's too close in. It's in the six-yard box. And he just sort of... Just kind of arrowed into the roof of the net. It was so impressive. It was just the move. It was, it was just really clean cut. Uh, and just so decisive. This attack had conviction. And especially when you think of the great start that we had at Turf Moor, where we went up 2-0 in the first sort of like 25 minutes... Against Man United, we went 2-0 up very, very early on as well. So you kind of... We seem to have like this habit of just getting going out the traps really, really quickly in away matches, trying to catch the opposition off guard. And then before they've had a chance to settle into the game, disrupt them, try and score, and then sit back and soak and look to break on the pressure. And that's kind of how we've... That, that, that's how we've sort of played those few games, like not not ever dominating possession. And like, you know, we've we managed an average of 24% possession tonight. Very, very low. But in the same in the same way, there was still a, a kind of tailor to two halves really. I felt to me that the we were we were very open and we allowed Everton a lot of space in front of our box. I mean we were having to perform miracles in defence. Lascelles was back and showed us what we'd be missing, certainly against West Ham. He was throwing his body in the way, anticipating, blocking. You had a chance for Sigurdsson about eight yards out and he's basically just got the, the whole goal to aim at. And out of absolutely nowhere, 
who's, who's that man? A man who underperformed, I'd say, at the weekend, but Federico Fernandez sensed the danger and hurled his body in the way and he got an outstretched leg. The tackle was superb. I mean, you're watching, you're watching Sigurdsson reel back and it's a, it's a goal. It, it, it's a goal. He's dead on centre, on his right foot, and it's Sigurdsson, he's finishing his class. He would have broken the net, like, it, it, it was, it was, it was arguable whether Dubravka was even going to get near it. That's, that's how good a chance it was. And of course, Fernandez blocks it and it, and it, and it goes away and, and it was, it was incredible. But, it, but shortly after that, after another couple of corners, after another Dubravka save, ball gets, the ball's flighted over. I think it bounces off Yeri Mina, quite weirdly. And Richarlison is just, again, a bit like Rondon, waiting, anticipating at the back post. And he's, he's a couple of yards out and he just strokes it home. And it's, it's a bit of a sucker punch because, you know, it, it, that, was, that was kind of like 38th minute. We, we, it would have been really good to get to half time, 1-0 up. And to get a refresh from Rafa, a re, maybe a little bit of restructure and a rejig and just to refocus. But that goal, that goal could have been killer for us. Because they, at this point, they probably deserved to be winning, given the amount of chances they'd had. I've also got to mention uh, an amazing save from Martin Dubravka in the first half as well. The ball's played from the left-hand side, again across the face of goal, and Cenk Tozen, who's, who started a game, I guess, I didn't have that, that depth to be able to rotate, uh, and Richarlison was pushed out wide into his... You know, the position he was usually at a left wing, cutting in on his right as an inside forward. But Cheng Tozen is two yards out and, to be honest, doesn't do a lot wrong. He, he gets the contact that he needs on it against any other goalkeeper in the Premier League. That's 2-1. Not tonight. <laughs> Martin Dubravka threw himself at the, at, he just, out of pure instinct. Could have gone anywhere, the ball. It, it, it was just pure instinct, threw his body in the way. And he, he got a hand on it, and it went out. And Everton fans cannot believe that players, Cheng Tozen, who could do the goal, in absolute disbelief. So then we go into half-time, and you think, bloody hell, we've been absolutely peppered there. So they'd have a, they'd, at this point, they'd have about 13 shots. Only three on target, mind. But they'd have three big chances, the ones I've described there. Like They, they should have put the game to bed at that point. Should be three one up at half time, and we we're not coming back from that because we we haven't we're struggling to have possession. We haven't got the ball, um, and you know shortly into the second half, you know Perez comes on for Murphy. Uh, maybe you know Benitez wanted to you know see what kind of impact Perez could have from the bench. It certainly worked against Watford, and maybe he could just add a little bit more um, in behind Rondon. Um, although I thought Murphy, you know, for having played very few minutes this season, uh, being given very few opportunities basically since he since he signed, he got put in the team, and he delivered. And that's all you. That's that's all he can ask him to do. He came in against Man City last season and delivered with a goal. He came in against Stoke last season and delivered with a match-winning assist. So. He, he contributes when he comes in, and he doesn't need many minutes to turn those minutes into you know, goals and assists. I just think he needs a run in the team, to be honest. And 
the fact that he's been knocking on the door in training, as Raf has alluded to, is absolutely fantastic. And he's got his reward tonight, and so the rest of us, you know, we need to get, we need to encourage this guy. Because I, every time I see him, I think he, he works his arse off for us. And as I said, he's the pace he directed. And I thought Atsu, and I've been a big critic of Atsu, I thought he was probably one of the few people against West Ham who actually tried to do something and have a little bit of impact. You know, not loads, but he didn't have a lot of time to work with. And, and, and Atsu played a full game here. And he was busy, and I was, I was, I was probably most impressed with him second half. We were we were under the cosh for, for, for really heavy periods of, of pressure, yet, you know, as an outlet, you know, he can be a very, very frustrating player, can't he? But, he, you know, when, when Rondon wasn't near the ball and he was getting it down and had time to sort of control it, he was playing intelligent passes, he was calming things down, he was finding a man, just playing simple little balls to earn us some time, keep us some possession, you know, I know, this is basic stuff, but you know, we haven't seen a lot of basic stuff, especially when it's in that kind of environment where we're getting the kitchen sink hurled at us and we're having to defend for our lives. And I almost forgot to mention that Atsu nearly, nearly won us the game like twice in the last five minutes. Like, I've obviously been impressed with his, you know, his, his sort of hold up play and has been a bit more composed than he has shown in previous games when he's, when he's been on the pitch. But there was a, I think Key got it on the left-hand side and, and, and whipped a, a curl ball around and Yedlin had burst up the right-hand the right -hand side and won a header down and Atsu just curled his run round on sort of like, probably in, sort of in line with the penalty spot, um, but just to the right-hand side. And he fired a shot that was going low to Pickford's left and Pickford had to dive across with one hand and make like quite an impressive save. It probably was a bit more comfortable than it seemed at first. But then, you know, Yedlin went in for the return header and it was a foul or whatever, so... But Pickford was called in. And then, in the closing stages, uh, Perez got the ball. And you know, do you remember Perez's little uh, through ball in for Hosselu against Burnley? Really, really similar situation. He fed in a really good run from Atsu, who was on his wrong foot, on, on his right foot. Controlled it really, really well, but the shot... Oh my day, it was, it was so tame and it just went straight into Jordan Pickford's hands. It was like right down his neck. You just think, ah, oh, that's two. We could have absolutely nicked it. It would have been amazing. Um, but obviously like the rest of the game was absolutely not like that. And we gave away a lot of yellow cards tonight. I mean, I think had we played for an extra 10 minutes, we're getting a couple of red cards because we, they were just too good for us. Their technique, jinky, they, the overlaps, they were running into space. The energy was very, very impressive tonight. I thought Everton, uh, they were a really impressive side, which is why I'm absolutely buzzing for this point. And everybody should be buzzing for this point because we don't often come away from Goodison Park with something, especially a team that looks really coherent. And it's not the Everton that we saw last year. It, 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 they look good. Um, you know, they're, they're top of the sort of middle pack, if you will, of the, of the league between sixth and... Um, 13th West Ham with 18 points so there's like 5 points difference between 6th and 13th now Newcastle have moved top of the bottom pack if you will and uh, they have 13th so they're 5 points behind West Ham and 13th um, and but with 3 points so big point we're 4 points clear of the relegation zone tonight in 14th um, and we have the best goal difference from that bottom 7 so 
that's pretty encouraging, I think. Um, it suddenly goes Newcastle, Crystal Palace, Cardiff, Huddersfield, Southampton, Burnley, Fulham. Those bottom three, obviously, in the relegation zone um, between 18th and 20th place. But we were getting put under so much pressure. Uh, balls at the box, we're having a head it clear. Fernandez mistimed, <laughs> he raced out and mistimed tackle and absolutely wiped Gay out. Um, I think it was Bernard came on. Um, and Walcott came on and you could see the, the plan from Marco Silva to try and stretch maybe our tired legs at the back because we'd have to do a lot of work without having possession to bring on the pace of Bernard and Walcott and they've both got a, you know they've both got assists and goals in them although Walcott usually saves his goals for Newcastle he's sort of like the next uh, Victor Anachibi isn't he so but but we didn't let him um, and, and I, I honestly thought we defended just very competently and we were very, very tough to break down and we, we fully, fully earned the point tonight. We really did. And actually, and as I was, I was saying before, a bit of a tale of two halves, we'd absolutely been dominated first half, both possession-wise, chance-wise. But in the second half, we came right back. We had like five shots, four on target, to their six shots with none on target. They didn't manage a shot on target in the second half. So for all their dominance, which was, you know, we're talking 76% possession, for 19 shots, we only had three. Fairness, two of them. Can't believe we didn't concede them. And that, that, that's full credit to both Fernandes and Dubravka, um, who I think both had poor games at the weekend, but great to see them... Fighting back, and do and, and, and you know what? How what a brilliant reaction to to the capitulation against West Ham days ago. The fact that we haven't really got squad depth at all, and we're having to deal with an extra game in midweek. It's only going to get tougher over Christmas, though, isn't it? But I just think what an impressive win where we could have gone now on another run. Which was kickstarted in by this, 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 this humping against West Ham. We fought tonight, and and for you know for the squad mentality, and especially in a week that has been dominated by boycott or no boycott, and takeover or no takeover. Lots happening. If you haven't seen my first takeover video, check out the previous one to this one, and I'll be doing another takeover update video probably before the Wolves game as well, because. Things have emerged, obviously, with Peter Kenyon seeming to be the front runner. Um, that you know, reports that three hundred million pound bid has been agreed. Maybe not formally, but maybe verbally. Um, I've been watching the game to be honest, so uh, I need to I need to update on that. But it'll be a full update on the takeover stuff. Probably more, a lot more focus on Peter Kenyon and what people are saying, and maybe a bit more about him and you know stuff he's done in the past with Chelsea and Man United. So look out for that video and subscribe if you want to be alerted first, of course. And give me a like and tell all your friends, share all that usual uh, engagement bollocks. Uh, <laughs> which will help every the, the channel grow and everyone get to see these videos. So what, what a response to an a, a absolutely dreadful performance at St James's Park to come to Everton midweek and to put out that kind of fighting display, despite all the politics that's going on around us, 
Just wow. I'm I'm so impressed. And Rafa has he's drilled that team so well defensively. And he's got them playing for him. And once again, we're just so lucky to have him. Never underestimate how good a manager he is. There's a load of people were calling for his head. Minority. Very, very small minority. Like a month or so ago. Daphnis, absolute Daphnis. Like he is incredible. He goes. We don't get anyone on his level. We get someone below. Even if we have takeover and with money, we don't get somebody as good as Rafa Benitez. Promise you that. He's too good. Absolute class. I love him. Um, so yeah, I think we rode our luck tonight, but. We've only got ourselves to thank, you know, maybe Everton could have been more clinical, but we did a good job in keeping them out. Putting them off, disrupting them, and stopping them from breaking us down with their fluid style of play, which has broken many teams down. There won't be a lot of teams go away with Goodison, away from Goodison Park with a draw. Not at all. Um, I know some other results of Wolves. Wolves beat uh, Chelsea. So they've bounced back just ahead of our, our fixture there. And I know, I know in my last uh, match report video, I said that I would be boycotting the Wolves game. Um, I'm not going to boycott anymore. I've decided that given how substantial this takeover talk is, what I don't want to do is disrupt or jeopardise that. So I appreciate people seeing different you know, different sides of the coin, and I totally respect if you decide to boycott or not, but personally, I'm going to be pulling out of it because I, as I said, I I think this feels close, this takeover. There's very little being refuted on both sides in terms of what's being reported. Journalists are, are kind of saying, well-respected journalists are saying that there's, it feels like there's something in this that there wasn't before with Staverley. Kenyon's a football man, potentially backed by an American billionaire. Can he secure the funds? Let's hope so. Can he prove it? They've opened up the they've opened up the data room, which I believe is just the finances and the accounts. So due diligence can take place. But yeah, I think um that's that's changed my stance a lot and I think I don't want to be a distraction or to jeopardise what could be the time that Ashley, if he's if he's allegedly accepted a bid, even if verbally, even if informally at the moment, that's a place that Amanda Staveley never got to with him. He never accepted any of her bids, yet he's apparently accepted £300 million bids this time round and possibly for more than one bidder, whether the Turkish... Um, biscuit guy it's disrespectful not to learn the name isn't it before I come on a video but I, it's very late um, so we'll see what we'll see what comes of that um, but as I say I'll do a proper video um, over the next couple of days think more details might emerge and materialise that I'll be able to just put across to you um, to save you trying to mine through all the tweets and the articles and whatnot and all the rumours I'll try and break those down for you as I have done before Apologies if my last video was a bit tired on the on the on the, on the uh, tr 
takeover update, but it was really late when I did that. It's about half ten and my mind was a bit broken. So hopefully I've provided a little bit more energy for you tonight um, on this video and the adrenaline's still pumping. What a result at Goodison Park. One all. I'll absolutely take that. Absolutely cracking and round on with another goal. I've been on the Two Network. Please subscribe on all the platforms if you're listening to it, watching it on video. We're on Facebook and Twitter as well. I've been Adam. Bye-zee-bye.